Welcome to the Success Sensei Podcast for anyone interested in success, happiness, and balance. We'll teach you how to be a black belt at life. And now, your host, former professional fighter, multiple world champion, entrepreneur, and investor, Robert Devan. Bowing in. This is Roundhouse Rob, the Success Sensei, helping you to win at life one kick and punch at a time. Episode 236 saving too much money welcome to the main event it's the success sensei podcast main event saving too much money nobody thinks that they have enough savings no matter what level you're at you're probably thinking along with absolutely everybody else and I would guarantee you high net worth individuals think that they don't have enough money saved because there's always something around the corner always something we want to to purchase always something that needs to be paid for always some type of an emergency lurking now obviously you do need to have an emergency fund that goes without saying but the question is are you saving too much money you you might be there thinking no way are you saving too much money but let's talk about it for a second well why would people want to save money anyway besides an emergency fund there are many people that like the ego of just looking at the zeros in the bank account or holding that the cold hard cash um, so ego can be a factor to trying to save too much money. But if it reflects on you having a, you know, not as good a lifestyle as you could have. So in other words, a, a poor-ish lifestyle because you're trying to save far too much. Well, it can make other people around you miserable because they might not be totally aligned with your belief. So if you have a, a, a partner um, and that they're not on the same page. So if you are very frugal and they are not, they are absolute consumers, then, you know, it could be a recipe for disaster. If you're very frugal and you have somebody that's a little bit in between, it could still be a recipe for disaster because your extreme frugality can affect those around you. So it's very, very hard to get the balance. And obviously, if you're a big spender, then you know you mightn't even have the emergency fund you might have a lot of debt and you're going to have no investments and your financial future could be very bleak so that's not the way to go either at the moment there is more money on deposit than ever in the bank you know in savings accounts and i know that might sound absolutely crazy how can that be during a pandemic during level five, but just to put it into perspective, during the Celtic Tiger, the, the, the roaring financial days in this country, there was 94 billion of household income on deposit, so saved in institutions. Right now, it has surpassed that. It's 97.2 billion, which means there is more money on deposit in this country than ever before. So more money has been saved now than ever. So the first thing you've got to think about is depreciation. If you are saving money and saving as much money as you can and forgoing your lifestyle to save as much money as you can, the problem is 
money goes down in value. So 100 euro today is not worth the same uh, 100 euro next year. It's not worth the same. It's definitely not worth the same in 10 years time. So money is going down in value all the time. So if you're stockpiling it, you've also got that taking bits of your money away every single year. Prices are inflating. So there's many people that are trying to save, 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 which is what's happening in this country at the moment. People are trying to drastically save to purchase maybe their first home, first time buyers, only to see that the prices are inflating. So the value of their money is depreciating, but the prices of the property that they want to purchase is increasing. So the, the goalposts are being moved further and further all the time. So saving your way might not be the way to do it either. Now, the next thing is all the bank charges. So in the last few years, banks have brought in charges to simply maintain your current accounts. They never were there before, but they're certainly there now. And you're probably being charged every quarter. Um, to have the luxury of being able to have your money in the bank. Now, what's coming very, very soon, more than likely, is negative interest rates. Now, what does that mean? That basically means you're going to be charged even more money to keep your bank or your money in, in the bank or in, in these institutions. It's already being charged to certain funds. So you can look up yourself, it might be 0.6, but it, it, it's still taking away, depending if you're a good saver, it's going to be taking away a decent chunk on top of all the bank charges. So I guess what I'm trying to tell you, and, I, and I'm big into my saving, but I guess what I'm trying to tell you is that trying to save your way to financial success is the very hard way to do it. You would need a large income and you'd need to live a very, you know, frugal life, possibly for decades to make it work. Now, does that sound like great crack? Obviously not. You know, you could still save while having your money in investment vehicles, you know, and, and that could be liquid, like liquid assets. So having your money invested in certain things that you can draw down quickly should you need it. So that's always a possibility. Won't give you as high a rate of return as other products, but at least it's giving you a rate of return um, rather than just saving it and not earning anything and paying, paying lots of fees for the privilege of being able to save your money. But the biggest thing we need to look at is leverage. Leverage is what allows you to multiply your money over the same period of time that you are just going to passively save your money. You will need at some stage to learn about and to enjoy learning about and to enjoy the subject of whether it's passive investing or active investing. If you can enjoy it and you can learn about it and you have an interest in it, it's going to make the process a hell of a lot easier for you. Passive investing being the, the set and forget it, set it and forget it method. Um, so where you might set up a direct debit or a standing order our regular deposits and check whenever suits you to check, but you don't have to check every day or every week or every month and ride out the long term, whether it goes up or whether it goes down, you just continue with your behavior. And over a long period of, of time, your passive investing will work out for you. That's the plan anyway. What's passive investing? Well, it could be peer-to-peer -peer lending, 
It could be investing in dividend stock. It could be investing in index funds. Something that's easy to set up and it just happens automatically. Now, active investing is the opposite, where you have to be a hell of a lot uh, more hands-on and it generally involves any type of trading. So if you're trading socks, if you're buying and selling, if you're purchasing and trying to do property renovation, that would be considered active investing because you have to be active. Um, and again, you would have to have the interest in order to pursue that. But I would also hasten to add that even in passive investing, I think you still have to have a degree of interest and enjoyment in the process to be able to set it up effectively. Either way, research and build it up yourself or build up your enjoyment for whichever one you choose. So first of all, get your savings in order. Yes, you will need savings, but you don't want to save your life away. Then save to invest. So once you have an emergency savings in place, enough to live on should you lose your job or something bad happens, then save money specifically to invest. If you can do that at the same time via direct debit or standing order, that's absolutely super. Choose your investment vehicle. Choose the one that suits your personality and choose the one that you have an interest in. Small, consistent increments over an extended period of time are still a great way to do it. Don't dismiss small money. It is even possible to invest amounts that you don't notice or miss. So you could be investing small amounts every month that you know aren't a big deal, that, that you don't actually miss it. Like people think of investors as having to have millions or billions or hundreds of thousands. You invest if you have five, you have 10, you have 20 or whatever that amount is going into your investment vehicle on a regular basis. And then simply build it from there. Investing can also allow the lower wage person to have a chance to benefit from compound interest. So it doesn't matter what level you're at, you should always be attempting to have some type of an investment. It gives you hope for the future and it helps you feel a little bit more in control of your financial future. And it's always nice, even if it's a small amount of money, to have it and to know that it's there. It gives you a hell of a lot more confidence in your day-to-day -day life. Nobody likes a tightwad, so sometimes you do need to spend. Money makes the world go round and, and the other expression is you've got to speculate to accumulate. So what you spend generally comes back to you. You do need to spend. Spending is important. If everybody just sat in their hands and never spent anything, then absolutely the country and the world can go into a global recession. We need to all be spending, but that's not me trying to motivate you to spend. Spend on assets, spend on your investments, but spend on whatever it is you need to enjoy your lifestyle. It is, a, it is tough to balance it out. And, and you can ask other people for their advice and certainly listen to them, but it is your life. So ultimately, you do need to decide for yourself what suits you. So it is a tough balance. Um, but essentially, I suppose if I was to break it down in, in some really simplistic terms, first of all, earn as much as possible. Second, save as much as you can without living like a pauper and making your life miserable. Third, invest for your future. Then, whatever profits come from those investments, uh, reinvest them um, back into 
further uh, investing vehicles that are going to produce you income until that you can sustain or prop up your lifestyle with that income. As I said, it's simple, but it's not easy as each of those steps requires much study and work. So if you can turn it into a hobby and into something that you have an interest in, in any shape or form or in any area that you think could interest you, you have a better shot at it. So don't be making yourself too miserable by saving too much. Absolutely save. But as I said, there's a balance there. There's, there comes a point where you're limiting your life um, versus a point where you have a nice amount or a nice war chest or nest egg that makes you feel confident. So once you cross from one to the other, it's very important to look at it. And not, as I said, um, completely um, live like a pauper. I know I've come down hard before on the, the FIRE movement, the financial independence retire early movement, of which I actually do particularly like. But I guess a lot of people that are proponents of it are big um, proponents of extreme frugality. And that's super, but to have to live decades on you know very very small spending with the hope of you know getting to an age where you can actually eventually enjoy it it just seems a little bit harsh so get that balance right i would love to know what do you think and what's that balance in your life and what points would you add or what points would you take away let me know anytime hit me up through the successsensei.com thank you for listening i'm roundheads rob the success sensei life is a fight you can enjoy and win Bowing out. This has been the Success Sensei. Fighting the winning fight. So add us, subscribe, like, and comment. Keep those hands up and keep moving forward.